Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make you move your hips while sipping gin, girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom. This is Lindsay and that is Stella. And Stella, if you can hear, is Lindsay's new little pup and she is grunting away. I know, snorting little piggy. She's a little pig, but you know what? Just this will be the new uh, backdrop to to the show. But girlies, holy shit. As you all know, well apparently you all feckin' know, we are playing Vicar Street 14th and 15th of, of February next year and you've already sold out half the tickets. Over a thousand tickets, gonzo gals. Like, Galentine's is now... 100% 100% going to be the most littest freaking V-Day you've ever had. Yes, so obviously... Without an orgasm. <laughs> without but look, orgasm. maybe, gals. Maybe, maybe we could all finger each other together. Dildos are welcome. I don't mind if he's bringing them Bring a little robotic boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, Lindsay and I are going to be back on stage taking over Vicar Street for the whole weekend on Valentine's Day talking all things love, sex, relationship, boys and riding. Boys, riding, fingering, meeting, everything around dating. Yes, it's going to be like our last show, but... Just sexier, just more lit to the clit, dare I say. So yeah. if you want to come. And interactive as well. Uh, oh, super interactive as always. There will always be a chance for you to get up on stage. So if you guys want to come to our next show, which is going to be just so fun, bigger and better. We always up the ante every show. Make sure to get on Ticketmaster.com and just search it, gals, and you'll see. Make sure you get your girlies like in the WhatsApp group to decide what day you're going to go. Because if one day sells out... Yep. It's gone, bitch. It's gone. And if you, you know, have a fella, don't have a fella, you're welcome. This is a safe space for anyone. Yeah. You I know? Have actually, a few girls have uh, messaged me saying that their fella's got some tickets. Aww. Oh, like, so cute. The lads are welcome as well, girls. Oh, the lads are welcome because they will crack up about it because, like, a lot of... We'll be joking about, like, Valentine's Day, making jokes about yeah. fellas, girls... It's um pretty equal slagging going on oh. on the stage, girlies. Oh, totally. So twenty six euro plus booking fees and all the rest, and that is on Ticketmaster.com, or you can find the link on our website as well. It is up there. But make sure to get them soon because they're probably going to be gone by Christmas. That would yeah. be my prediction because over half the tickets gone. I'm a thousand tickets in a couple of days is like a feat for us, which is deadly to see that it's growing and that people are responding so well to the shows because they are just such a fun part of our job because yeah. it's like the most real part. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And um, thank you everyone who has made this our life, you know. It's yeah. Just what a fir- great first year. You know, we obviously only started the live shows last year. This time last year, actually, Linz, yeah. you and I were getting prepared to do two nights in the Sugar Club. Oh, I wish we could do that again. 250 people per night. And yeah. now we're looking at selling out two nights in Vicar Street, which is a thousand people a I night. No, that's just mad. Cause such a crazy 12 months. It really, really is. It's so cool to see something grow when you nurture it yeah um, another shameless plug that I will plug right now it's the start of the month so it is the best time to sign up to X-Gals at the moment so last month on X-Gals we had I mean one of my favourite episodes Lindsay had to be the rumours episode that was great that was great addressing those like we actually couldn't make a trailer for it because it was that like I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I might pop it up on my Instagram as a little trailer today but uh, yeah it's it's mad we just these regurgitating yeah. rumours that you hear about uh, online influencers you've all heard them we addressed them and we've tried to unpick them and see if we thought they were real or not like obviously so and so shot her wedding dress that was a huge one so and so has this like baby with so and so all these kind of rumours yeah. we addressed we faced them and it's just gas the Irish rumours crack me up to be honest we definitely are going to do another one of those so if you're looking for if you are the type of person that binges it goes and then it's just waiting for the next one because we've all been there with the podcast or a show that you get obsessed yeah. with we have another podcast so you can go on patreon.com it's just like a Netflix subscription you can sign up for one month you can sign up for three months you can go 
delete your pledge go back to your pledge it's all good yeah. and when you sign up you get every single episode we're on it a year so I think that's over 50 episodes we have up there now and if you start from the start like they are juicy oh when God. I was single telling you all my crazy single tales um, and yeah we keep them really juicy and we have a really 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 hot but cheeky episode planned yes. that we're a little nervous to do but um, so that will be probably out this month defo, yeah. defo. Uh, so yeah go over there and uh, until then enjoy this episode we recorded it last week and we had Lindsay's mum on my uh, mama came we, back on we asked you guys to ask for some questions that you wanted some motherly advice for because sometimes you want to ask a mom, but maybe not your own mom. especially about such intimate kind of questions were really like life-changing questions and I love getting my mum on the podcast because like at the time that I get her just her yeah. down because it's really hard to pin down your mum's Irish mammies are so like on the go non-stop oh, in and out busy, in and out busy, no no busy. no what are you talking about you know the way like yeah. you never get to sit down and for an hour and just in conversation. so and especially with the kids they're always up and down up and down with the kids but it's great to have her on and hear her wisdom and um you know, a different generation's idea on the dating world as is right now. And, you know, all the kind of struggles that this generation deal with, you know, moving in with fellas, should we get married? Should we not? Do we date guys that we're not interested in? You know, we answered all those kind of questions. Now I've got to get Stella away from my cacti. Stella is having a good old chew at the cacti. So girlies, listen to this, this episode. Enjoy. And we will be back next week with another episode. Bye. Bye. Hey mom, welcome hey. back. Welcome back. <laughs> so Evelyn Hamilton is your name. A few people were like, hello, Mrs. Hamilton. I'm not sure of her name. <laughs> Evelyn, gorgeous name. Stunning name. <laughs> <laughs> She's rolling her eyes already. Well, we have a few questions for you. You ready? Yeah, I think Are I you am. ready? I'm going to start off. I just have to be careful not to say gals too much this time. <laughs> Someone said I said gals a lot. So Who said that? Rilo, I think. Rilo. So... Just not to try to be too cool. Well, that's what we do. We do call our girls girls. So you were natural. So our first uh, question here is, uh, I'm 22. I live with my mom and recently she's been getting on my nerves. It's completely irrational, but I just feel like I need her to stop asking questions when I get home from college and work. How do I tell her to back off without hurting her feelings? Because I do know deep down that she isn't doing anything wrong. Aww. Okay, so 22, you're probably... (laughs) really beginning to expand and be your own self and that's important just find out who you are and what you want to do with your space uh, a friend of mine had her daughter return to the home you know you're all known mm-hmm. as the boomerang generation you? <laughs> you gals come back Can't after get rid a of few us. years even if you do go for a while and my friend's daughter came back and she started asking the mom where are you going <gasps> and oh, then the mom kind of thought that's probably what we've been doing for so long. So maybe ask her where she's going and yeah. what she's doing. And <laughs> it <laughs> is. how she likes that. They're out around game. I've, I've been there. I remember being around the same age and especially when you're in college and you might be having a part-time job or something and it, you can be quite tired when you come back. And mm. obviously, especially, mm. you're, I think my mum was getting used to seeing me less often. Yeah. So Because like usually yeah. I'd be, you know, back from school at the same time. and Have a chat about about homework exactly and knowing their school friends and being more integrated in their life yeah mm. so my mum would always kind of I remember I'd come in from college or work or whatever it was so I worked on the weekends and as I was eating my dinner she'd be straight in yeah. she'd be like asking yeah. questions and I, I did just have to be like look um, I know I want to chat to you but I just need 15 minutes or mm. half an hour of eating mm. my dinner just in silence because I worked mm. in retail too so yeah, you're talking you're interacting all the time mm. and I get that and so there's tolerance really yeah. needed when young adults and moms live together. And it can be a kind of a frictious relationship at yeah. times between mothers and daughters. So we need to give one another space and grace just to tolerance to get on with it. But remember that she's the one who's providing yeah. mm-hmm. your space and you get the roof over your head and yeah. all the resources that go with that. And you probably don't really have a choice except <laughs> yeah, to just accept that, you know, she's she's doing the business and uh, so maybe a bit of tolerance and understanding and maybe just even explain to her mom like you mm-hmm. did. I just need a little bit of space mm-hmm. to come down, a bit of downtime after my, if you're a graduate or if you're in college or if you're at work, maybe it's a new job mm-hmm. and it's trying to interact with a new team and 
that's stressful on, on you as a, trying to relate and yeah. find out who you are in that space and then mom wants to be in on it as well it's like when Ryla comes home from school and he's just 11 and he comes home to me most days and I say always ask him, how did you get on I look forward to seeing him I'm waiting for him to come in around yeah. the corner my mom lives just right around the corner from the school so he can walk he around and I say how did you get on and he looks at me and says, I'm alive <laughs> Ryla's so dramatic it's hilarious. hilarious so that's all I get out of him. Um, yeah. He didn't tell me more. I'm alive. So. And he was like that from the start. Was he? Never explaining like about like what. Girls are so and different. And Luna's telling me all these little things. Yeah. Like, oh, I talked with Havana today. We talked about getting our injections and about the cup coming into the school. Like, yeah. I know all these kind of things. Yeah. But I feel like you have to. I remember when I was living with Jimmy and he'd be like out working all day, interacting with adults. And I was at home with the kids. And finally he'd come home and I'd be dying for some adult conversation. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of like you know, not as into the conversation as me because he'd been interacting with adults all day where I was like needing the adult, you know, interaction because I've been with the kids all day. Mm -hmm. So if your mum was at home, maybe she doesn't have that kind of like as much going on. So just... She's keen to indulge her a little bit. Exactly, yeah. You do. I think like what I noticed is like I obviously said that to my mum and then she respected it, you know, Mm. that way. And she Mm. would give always give me a time. But... I'm 30 years old and my mum still yeah. asks me if I'm going and she's like where are you going who are you going with and what time mm-hmm. and will you be home and yeah. I've just had to like I, I remember I did we got in a fight about it once because I was just like I need just a bit of space and she was like I'm sorry I'm always going to be your mum it's me that's she's the like, way I am she's like, I'm it's not going to apologise it's how I'm built as your mother and she's like there's never going to be a time in my life especially when you're living in the house that when you're leaving I'm not going to ask where you're going and I think it's a better practice to kind of you're 22 so you are a lot more malleable because you're younger it's yes. a lot harder to change your parents because they yes. have you know they're mature they've lived and you know yeah, got these know habits over time and I remember something that really stuck with me when um, a friend of my mum's Jean passed away mm. unexpectedly mm-hmm. and I remember um, they just come back you were it was the African trip we'd been in Uganda mm. the week before yeah and like I'm friends with uh, their sons and daughters and stuff so I was you know, it was just such a shock for everyone. Mm. I remember they'd just come back from this um, trip and her son was saying when we were on that trip and we were trying to take pictures of the safari and all this stuff that was going on, we were like, mom, get out of the way. Her head will be in the shot. They were like, I wish we'd had her in the way. So just value those interactions because we can be so like on our phone, dying to watch our show on Netflix or whatever. And it's like, this is way more valuable. People are more important. And if that's the only problem you have with your mom, that she's asking where you've been. Yes. Because obviously that shows she cares about you yeah. an awful lot. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, there's other relationships I know of, mother and daughter, yeah. and it's broken down and they haven't spoken for yeah, years yeah, and yeah. all. And We had a lot of questions actually that we felt like just not equipped to answer. Some people asking us questions about their mothers who were dealing with severe mental health or addiction yeah. issues yeah. and they don't yeah. and they're almost put in the position of being the parents mm. so yeah at least you can still almost indulge in being the child and you have to always I think you have to just put it into perspective and you're like it's just that you've got now got your new adult life and your mum just wants a part in it and kind of see what you're mm. doing and she wants mm. to still know you because mm. I think it could be it's easy to still know each other as like a mother and daughter but as you grow into an adult like obviously it's a different relationships yeah transitions into how you interact and you know you're both adult women and you have to work on that relationship almost fresh yeah. as an adult yeah. well if you whatsapp your friends and keep in touch with what they're doing and send them photos my girls send me photos mm-hmm. and keep me in touch with what's happened mm. that might be enough yeah yeah just yeah, to yeah. keep her in the loop yeah just exactly whatsapp her as well as your friends yeah yeah true and she gets a little buzz out of your day to day yeah. yeah yeah exactly okay here's a little bit more I don't think we've answered anything like this on the podcast before mm. but it's a bit juicier I feel okay um so hi Mrs. Hamilton bring it on <laughs> <laughs> I'm a woman in my mid-30s in my mid-20s I had an unplanned pregnancy with a man I was seeing less than a year we stayed together and now have three children and a mortgage I don't love him I never have he doesn't love me either I used to be able to deal with it but lately but lately it's been too hard. I put all of my energy into my children. Everything I do is for them. But sometimes I long for a loving relationship. Is it worth the risk or should I just plod along like always? Of course you long for a loving relationship. That's a total legitimate longing and you know, a desire that all of us has. Mm-hmm. And 
search for, really. I mean, you, there must have been something, sometime between you both to have stayed together and worked through obviously so much with a, an unproud pregnancy and continuing with that pregnancy and, and having other children and running a home. Mm. And when you say that your children are everything, that is important, of course, but really our our partner relationship should be probably the primary mm. one, I think, in prioritising relationships because that's the bedrock of your home your system and the place that your children are going to be nurtured in you know someone described at one time as as a little factory the home you know Mm -hmm. when you produce people and how you produce them depends a lot on the relationship you have together so i'm sure you've considered couple counseling um friend of mine who's a psychotherapist does a lot of couple counselling and sees people whose relationship is just in tatters Mm. when they come and they can barely look at one another and she's able to bring them back to that place where there was once way back a connection and a spark and just breathe life into it Mm. just fan it back into flame again and it could be possible for him and for you I mean is he a decent man, a good man, he might mm. be. He is if he stayed around. Yeah, and he's a provider. And, and you know, I think sometimes we got a couple of questions, kind of like, how do you know if he's the one or not the one or that kind of thing. So I think maybe this woman here feels like she wasn't. She kind of settled for yeah, what she was given. She in just life. Kind well, of fell she's into not the it. only one, and mm-hmm. sometimes we put a lot of emphasis on feelings. Mm-hmm. I don't feel attracted to him. I don't feel like I love him. And even those of us who have really great marriages have days when you don't feel all that positive about him. <laughs> That's fine. You know, we're all girls. We can talk. Yeah. So love is actually a choice. Yeah. And people don't often really process that. And so they feel let down by their relationship because they're not getting the buzz. They're not getting the feelings and they are often not the one things that last. Yeah. And if he has good qualities, like if he's been faithful and he's been consistent, he's a good dad, he's a provider, we have to think about those things. Not all guys are like that. Some of us know. I mean, some of my friends say, you know, I ended up kissing the prince and he turned into a frog. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's the other way around. Well, I do think that was something that I actually learned in, you reminded me in H2O, my youth Mm. group that Mm. I did in the church when I was younger. And I remember like we'd ask questions to, it was Emma's husband, I think his name was Richard. But anyway, he was saying that and I'd never heard that before, that love is a choice because it's very much sold to us in the Mm. media and movies and everything that you just fall in love and it's just this unstoppable emotion and like you have no control over it kind of thing. But I think if you choose to love someone you have to mm. it is a choice and it mm. is a kind of because if if not then we would all just be like oops fell in love with them, someone else or oops mm. that kind of way so and it is a like choice of dedication it's like if you're that's pursuing you this um feeling continually and feeling a bit let down because you're not experiencing it and maybe other people are or faking it mm. so we feel that our expectations perhaps have been So you think love is more of a choice and a decision rather than just this feeling and because I think that is again how a lot of people would view it as something that's kind of in your gut or in your heart in your emotions rather than I definitely think like especially in regards to like long term love like obviously everyone's fallen in love once everyone has gone to that like oh my god I can't stop looking at him he's just Mm. so perfect but like I think when it comes to like a long term decision it is a decision and it's a conscious effort like say Lindsay and I have been friends for 10 years that didn't happen because we just abandoned talking or seeing each other you know before nurtured yeah you have to nurture any relationship because Mm. that's how humans 
see that girl with her mom like you have to nurture these things because then you can wake up you can you hear it with uh, some couples especially like you know it could be a communication thing with her that they had this baby really young and they might have you know steamrolled it quite quick getting mm. the mortgage getting the marriage getting all themselves sorted and then <laughs> they didn't know each other after a while I remember mm. my dad saying that to me he him and my mom they got married and they actually were married for like four years without having kids and they said that was really rare for back mm. then you know my mom mm. was I mean she wasn't uh, older she was 28 when she had me but she said that a lot of her friends or like people that they knew like they would have gotten pregnant immediately mm. after mm. and then all of a sudden their kids are 10 and they're like 10 years have gone and we we've just spent all this time on the kids and they we don't, don't know each other, know each other. we didn't get a time to nurture their relationship for a yeah. while mm. and I think she's very wise to be considering this mm. issue at this stage of her life she's obviously still young they're both yeah. still young they have a the huge kids are amount raised, kind of, of uh, treasure mm-hmm. in their home with their family in their home and, and, and if they can build on that they do have a foundation if they can build on that together so I would hope that she would find help and support and that they can both be willing to go forward together mm-hmm. because while it's a choice both of you really need to be up for it yeah and I know when my friend who's a psychotherapist meets people very often they they're one is definitely not up for it mm-hmm. mm. but she can seem to be able to come warm around them up and, yeah, and, yeah and take that frozen posture and you know breathe like into, I think so it's like humans are made to love mm. we're made to be made together, for relationship made, for, made so to interact if you are longing something that you feel is lacking the likelihood of your partner maybe feeling similar even yeah, if it is the I'm elephant sure in the room is. that you do aren't yeah. speaking of that yeah. just has never been touched upon and sometimes it can breathe a bit of life into it if someone says you're like oh thank god yeah. it's like i felt the same and yeah. i didn't know you mm. felt you were struggling i thought you were happy let's and be honest sometimes you can mm. kind of relate to each other on that level of like okay we're actually both really unhappy and let's just no matter what the outcome is like find a way to be happy first of all like yeah. making the decision to kind mm. of both to be, be fulfilled yeah, yeah. whether that's together or doing your humdrum minding your kids and you don't have that support for, within your relationship, it must be quite depressing mm. and it would get you down. Isolating. So do mm. act on it, I would say to her. Yeah. Take some action. Yeah, mm-hmm. but not the risk because she was saying, is it worth the risk? And I think it's definitely nurture before you just jump ship and be like, well, I'm even, done Well, even to say it to him is a risk. Yeah. Well, yeah. So there is a risk involved stepping into the unknown with regard to can we go forward together and find you know intimacy again mm-hmm. that's mm. a risk and and sometimes we can fail but it's worth stepping out I think it is worth the risk it I think your happiness risk. is such mm. something that we take mm. for granted and it's like you're healthy only you know how much you miss it when you don't have it if I have a cold I'm like <laughs> for your health <laughs> yeah. oh totally to, yeah. to, to be you know happy in your makeup and happy not in your makeup girls like <laughs> but you know that Happy too. in yourself, yeah. yeah, in your life makeup, yeah, 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 yeah. and cocoon. and yeah. yeah, to have like, I mean, to be without that, it's only going to get worse. You know, I think that's the thing yeah. you have to realize that, like, yeah. if you it's if you're dying, if you're not going to take the risk, it's you're only going to continuously get maybe feel more isolated and lonelier, yeah. and then your kid, you know, how you are it's around your children, them, yeah. and it is the most important relationship mm-hmm. in your life, mm-hmm. your partner and yourself, and so that takes the biggest investment. Of, of everything yeah. So, yeah the foundations okay take so, the risk mm-hmm. take that risk girl mm-hmm. uh, so this question is these days it seems like it's a rite of passage in society to live with a man before getting married also rent is so high and sometimes it can just financially be the only option is it true that you don't really know someone until you live with them or do you feel it's better to wait until marriage well, you're asking the wrong person about <laughs> <laughs> whether it's better to wait <laughs> I think I've had this conversation with the girls before that financially it's never the best reason to move in together. Yeah. And we've seen that in our own circle. It makes sense. <laughs> Not even in this immediate circle, but slightly wider. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's not the best reason. Oh, you know what? The rent is so high. Why don't the two of us move in and share the rent? Yeah. It makes sense. It's not the best reason to move in together. And I know that's part of life now for most of your age group of course Hmm. but there are you know you can be yourself and make a choice for yourself and say you know hang on 
I just would rather we had things done in the right order. Mm. Let's get her home. Let's, you know, then decide to build our life together. It's better to do that because quite often the girls move in and it may not, the relationship might still be okay, but they're still finding it financially challenging and they can't save for the more long term property. Mm-hmm. So they end up going home, as I said, the boomerangs end up yeah. going home yeah. anyway. <laughs> like I know several now who are returning home in the next few months <laughs> of my own, you know, your friends. friends yeah. They're coming back again. They thought they left. <laughs> yeah. And, but, you know, you fix up the room and you walk by the room and look at this, enjoy it because <laughs> it is temporary. They're going to come back and, you know, move back in again. So yeah. if you ask me, uh, is it better to uh, do you really know someone until when you, when you mm. until you live with them? That's another good question mm-hmm. because we talked about risk in the last question. And if you move in with someone or if you marry someone, there is a risk. Yeah. So while none of us can be 100 percent certain, what's this person going to be like in 30 or 40 years time? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As life unfolds and challenges come and conflicts come, how can we know? And that is a whole other story. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That will look at again yeah is this the right person and should I take that long term step uh, because it is a very it's a solemn and it's a legal contract yeah when you get married and, it, and it's supposed to be forever and most of us want it to be forever actually yeah. mm-hmm. if we're yeah. honest yeah um, mm. because the alternative is painful you know mm. well the, it's a bit more ambiguous as well like I mean you want it to be forever because it's nice and comforting for humans to have a comfort to have a map of how their life is going to go mm-hmm. yeah and if that then isn't if it changes it's kind of like you have to regroup and kind of figure out a new path which is just like stressful when you're already trying to deal with going life through uh, separation and divorce especially if you consider that you know so the first uh question there was she was 35 which like you still have so much ahead but there's so many people mm. who go through divorce and stuff at 50 yeah lots start, of my friends have gone through yeah, 50. starting your life again at and it that takes point. years to resolve all the different intricacies yeah. and navigate your way through that yeah, yeah. with legal support and expense and where are you going to live so that's why I think our society's answer was being more treading a bit more carefully instead of jumping right into the marriage and the mortgage and those mm. things that bind you and are a lot harder to kind of get out of the yeah. from yeah. if you are just sharing rent in a place where there's mm. not that much commitment mm-hmm. You can see how you live together because, I mean, living together, I think the test that people want to do in our generation is like, can we just function together as a couple? You can function when you're, you know, staying over a couple of nights a week or when you're like going out and having nice dates. But can we actually function and live together and get on? Even, even marriage is even a bit different to living together. Lots of people will say, yeah, I've heard that kind of shift. It was a paradigm shift. So, and I do know people who, they say, actually, a friend of mine said to me yesterday, we're probably, my generation, the last generation of really long-term marriages. Mm-hmm. So you girls prove us untrue and say, no, we, we can do that too. Um, but I do know people, and you're talking understandably about being locked into something very permanent like marriage and mortgage. And your generation are thinking, we don't have to go there or let's have options, which is understandable. But I do know 
one particular couple who <laughs> friends of mine, they're older than us, and they had loads of issues. They'd be killing one another. <laughs> and he had a gambling issue and <laughs> they had to work through all of that as she found that out. And in the last while she's she's been ill and he's been really good. He's you know, <laughs> I say to her, Aren't you glad now you stuck it out with him? Because there you are. You've come through all that stuff. Because yeah. you were locked in, you couldn't get out of it too okay. easily. Yeah. Yeah. My dad says that too about marriage. So you manoeuvred around your available yeah. option. Well, well, you I get through it. My dad said that because I had always spoken to him about it and he's always like a big... My mum and dad are quite different. So my mum and dad, when they were getting together, my mum was like, I'll just live with you. But they couldn't get a mortgage back then without being married. So mm-hmm. it wasn't an option. Mm-hmm. And... But my dad was very much like, no, I want to get married. Yeah, he's more traditional in that sense. And I was asking him about it, you know, I was saying, what would you think? Like, if you were a couple now, what would you have mm. done? You know, because mm. that can be a, a my mum had less options then because in order to have a home, Society. they couldn't get a mortgage if you were married. Mm. They just weren't giving it out to couples who just lived together. It wasn't done. No. And I said to my dad, like, would you still have got married? And he said, oh, no, definitely. You know, he thinks that it's because of the... He said that there's just less, you, you think twice about things more. Yes, the permanency of it. Yeah, he the said. The long-term commitment of yeah, it. Yeah, because he's like, of course, every marriage has problems. And, you know, when you've got kids and there's so many times where you're just like, probably like, can I do this? This is so intense. And he says that because of the, like, seriousness of, like, the commitment that they made that, you know, he's seen other, his friends who weren't married yes. leave the family for way less than anything that he he, like he's like that would for me in my marriage be like a just a small hiccup but he said these people would have been in like 10 15 year relationships and like a small thing would come up and Mm. because they had to get out of free you're bringing up something something there in that conversation that said talks about the character of your dad as well so he's not a man who walk away yeah 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 easily and so if you can get some kind of insight into the character and that's not hard. How is he with reliability? How does he treat you? Does he show up when he says he will? Mm-hmm. How does he value you? So if you're getting insight into his character, then that gives you a good indication mm-hmm. of whether he's a long he's a he's a keeper. Mm-hmm. Like like your dad was. Your mm-hmm. dad says he walked away, and I wouldn't have walked away because yeah. that's not him. Yeah, it's not so his character. While we all like the attractive looks and the cool guys, just careful about the character yeah mm-hmm. yeah and they're usually smaller signs than you think as well you know yeah it's not hard to pick them up don't close your eyes to them yeah keep aware of, of those no one's perfect we know that but on the other hand we can see traits that we want to have in our relationships yeah mm. yeah. yeah um so what do you think is the secret to a long-term relationship i.e how do you not kill each other after so long <laughs> Well, a bit like the relationship with the girl and her mom. She's mm. 22 and the mom and they, they live together. And you find a way of, I find a level of living together and functioning that works for you. And I have lots of friends who are married and we have different kinds of marriages. Mm-hmm. Some are more independent of one another. Mm. So I think tolerance I think if you can share a kind of a purpose and a meaning together that you're kind of partners, you know, I often say you do look face to face, but sometimes you're linked and you're looking forward to mm. what you're achieving together, whether it's building a home, building a business. You have a vision that inspires you together. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you need more than just the intimacy of the relationship. You need another focus outside of that too propel you on and, mm. and and it could be family it could be mm-hmm. for us it's our it's our ministry and we we work together mm. in that and we have different skills and abilities complementary ones it just so happens they're complementary so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, i'm good at some things and he's good at some things so we acknowledge each other's kind of um like because sometimes I think it Difference can be different. I mean, you just have to. You have to definitely not be as sensitive in relationships because I think sometimes some so someone can think they're good at something, mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm better at that. Let me do that part. Do you know? Yeah. yeah so you have yeah. to be able to, I think, to live together. 
Yeah. I think when Jimmy and I first lived together, I was only saying this to Jenny the other day, mm. I was a lot more careful of, you know, of around him. Just like kind of like I wouldn't want to hurt his feelings. So if I had had the kids all week and then he wanted to hang out as a family on the weekend and inside I'm like, I really just want you to take those fucking kids <laughs> out so I can go meet my friends yeah. and just chill. But I wouldn't want to hurt his feelings. But then over the time we've kind of mm. just learned each other's kind of ways that how we function best and space what yeah. space you need mm. to function and to have peace of mind and for your and, mental health and that well. sometimes totally. it's like not personal you know it's, it's no, I think that's what yeah, people exactly, struggle yeah. with yeah. in like long term relationships as well because obviously it is a personal relationship it's mm. you and one person that are choosing to be like romantically involved but that sometimes you need something and you have to uh, say it in a way that there's no you could take this badly but it's not like a personal jab at the other person yeah that way that I don't want to spend time with you yeah exactly live my own life but it's that I need it to be able to I think that's what a lot of our generation get afraid of when it comes to long-term relationships because I think so much of it like movies and tv shows and all this has been sold to us that like it's going to always be this like that you know your relationship isn't a relationship if it's not like 90% romantic where it's like well, I've found in long-term relationships that what makes them the stronger ones are ones where you can kind of separate time of being like a romantic couple. And there's a reason we use the word partner because you are, mm. like, as you said, like shoulder to shoulder, like a partners in crime in a way, like that you mm. have to sometimes work like business partners that you're like, okay, mm. even if you're not Stuff living has together. To be done. Yeah, even yeah. if it's not living Normal. together, even if it's like, right, we're in, your mom wants to see us on Easter, but my parents want to see us on Good yeah. Friday, so we're going to have to fear, mm. you know, and like that's not a romantic, like, you know, yeah. conversation. The, the roof is leaking. Yeah. And, then the, it, you know, they need money for this and that. But remember also, a book that was kind of a buzz book when uh, I was younger was what's it men are from oh Mars, Mars and women are yeah. from Venus, Venus. Yeah. And so we are different definitely in our makeup and in makeup we're saying uh. makeups <laughs> like we're, always says. We're, we're different so a man is different to you especially part, when yeah in terms of communication yeah and part of living together as a man and a woman in partnership is getting to know that maleness of yeah. him and him getting to know the feminineness of you and being okay with it. Yeah. Because we're different. But actually the complementary differences make something new out of your partnership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do think together. as well, which what can be confusing in male and female relationships is that sometimes the man can make, the woman can be have the more masculine energy the, yes. with a more masculine like drive yeah and be like come on now we're doing this we're getting the garage sorted this weekend mm-hmm. and you can be like oh you're talking to me in such a different manner do you know the way yeah. you have to be able to separate we had this everything last week you know you can have men who are brilliant at DIY and you can have very reluctant DIYers like yeah. I have so last <laughs> week I said this is the day for the shed and the garden and the tidy up and he looks very unenthusiastic <laughs> so we go out and we have this stove this wood burning stove which I love and buried a, someone had given us wood that needed to be chopped yeah. smaller to fit into the stove so are we going to do that now <laughs> yes now and you and are the masculine energy. actually <laughs> you're going to have to get the chainsaw out <laughs> well, it gets worse really he was very very down but you know what? We did it together. We got it. I help. I still help you. I'll yeah, help you. I'll be here with you, encouraging you, spurring you on. <laughs> so we got the the pet. Is there before you petrol now for this chainsaw? Oh, thankfully we had a little bit of petrol. So and then of course you have to pull this. Oh yeah, and it didn't work. But we did get there in the end, and he was delighted. Then we saw all this chopped up wood in our shed <laughs> yeah. set up for the. And I didn't gloat and say, "Told you now, you'd be delighted." I kept my mouth shut. But it was just a very enjoyable afternoon out tidying up. You saw the benefits of it. Yeah. yeah. Nice tidy garden in our shed. So I think it's about making those things. You know how far to push. Yeah. But, but it's, it's recognising how one another function. Mm. So like, you know, that maybe he needed you to not just like leave that with him. And exactly. go upstairs and do something else. You had to kind of yeah. be, be alongside. And then you also can make not it kind a... of doing the little dig at the end because that could maybe. Yeah. yeah. Make him, brings resentment into it. or Agitated that... or next time he'd be like, no, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just respect and be very thankful you got it done. You did it together, and mm. 
some things I'm not great at. He's much better, as Lindsay would know, that bill, uh, admin and organisation. Mm-hmm. Like you'd say to him, oh, Dad, I think I gave you a letter last year. He'll have a and file. And he will have a file mm-hmm. and put his hand on it there and then. Yeah, so yeah. Any documents or papers. He's great at all that. that. we would need, he'd have that. And I would, I would have some, a filing system that is just a bunch yeah. of papers. And so. I think like that with relationships is, you know, in long-term relationships, realising that you might not always get to spend quality time that is like, oh, going to the cinema or mm-hmm. to dinner. But like you might just have to sometimes make the most out of the time that you do have. And if it mm-hmm. is, you both Hanging doing out. a task together. So be it and to not I think so often like especially our generation get very like comparative and you could be comparing Mm. say if you are at the level of say you're married or you have you're living with your boyfriend and then your other friend is just started to see a guy and you're like on Mm. my Saturday I'm chopping wood out the back and she's off in like Mm. Farnham Estate but you you have to. But actually having your own place I think there is a certain fulfillment. Yeah definitely. In in you know, chopping your wood for your fire and know you're going to save money because you've got your wood chopped or fixing up your garden because it's your place. Mm. And so there is a fulfillment in that, that I would encourage the girls as I have my own girls to save for their own place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's such a much better buzz to look after your own place. And do you find it difficult or did you ever find it difficult to compare yourselves? Because now in our generation, especially with social media, we are constantly seeing every day mm. other people's relationships and other people's lives so you can be like oh, this but they're virtual in- and mm. they, they put up images mm-hmm. that would not necessarily reflect the reality they're putting up positive images mm. so you're comparing you're not comparing like with like yeah you're comparing something that's actually only an image of or say even like you're you know I'm sure as you grow older and your friends that you've known for long, they some are more financially successful or mm. more mm. successful in their relationships or have a really giving, generous husband or whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, Is yeah. that difficult yeah. to kind of compare? Um, yeah, you have to be careful to compare and protect yourselves from, from comparing. Yeah, lots of couples we know have more freedom and more resources. Mm space and time you know because we are involved a lot with Rilo and Luna and we wouldn't leave them for very long other people are freer in yeah. their time but you're you're unique you're only yourselves mm-hmm. right so no one else has your life your mm-hmm. personality so be content in who you are mm-hmm. and living out your life mm. in who you are Okay, so last question, uh, away from the relationship stuff, mm-hmm. actually. Um, <clears throat> I would love some advice. I would love to know some advice uh, you would have for dealing with guilt. If I ever do something I shouldn't, I am overcome by it. I will feel, I'll also feel guilt about much lesser things that most people wouldn't think twice about. It's an emotion uh, that isn't as often discussed as sadness. So I would love some advice. And I think she's right that it's not so often we do. And I think Irish culture mm. has a lot mm. of guilt mm, intertwined mm, into so mm, many different mm. things that we're always very apologetic over like oh I bought a house but it's no big deal oh mm, you know so I think mm. it is a, it's an interesting thing so mm. any advice well yeah we're not meant to carry guilt around and guilt is a very closely associated with shame and definitely shame is something that is almost like something that clothes you and surrounds itself, wraps itself around you and just seems to kind of keep you down and choke you. And no, it's it's such a burden to carry guilt and shame around with us. And there's, there's no need for it because, you know, because of my faith, I, you know, forgiveness is the key aspect of of the Christian faith and because of what Jesus did for us. We have no reason to feel guilty or shame. He just lifts it off us and we're free. So when you have that, you know, forgive yourself as well. Uh, Knowing how to forgive yourself and be forgiven is the amazing message. That So you you don't have to live with it. And just wonder where it's coming from. Mm. Who's putting it on you besides yourself? Something in your past. So have a think about that. You know, self-examination, they say. A life without self-examination is no life. And while we can examine ourselves, we don't have to feel guilty. 
I mean, as I said in the last podcast, we're all sinners and sinned Mm -hmm. against every one of us. Mm. And we don't beat ourselves up over that. That's the way we are. But we're not meant to be burdened by that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like I think you have to always, Lindsay and I talk a lot about the podcast, uh, on the podcast about kind of tracing things back. And, you know, I think sometimes you can just not like indulge in a negative way but that's the thing about guilt and shame is that it can just be so overwhelming that you can be so trapped in it but you have to think like okay did was this passed down to me from my parents like what were they were their parents very uh you know guilt-ridden and you know especially in catholic ireland like it can be something that's just learned through us culturally that you can be taught to only feel guilt over things and shame and suppress things and are you feeling shameful because are you suppressing these things? Are you not kind of confronting them? I think that that's where a lot of people can get kind of trapped in it. That they might have done something that, yeah, could be wrong, but that they haven't kind of confronted yeah, it in themselves. That is a good point. You can have valid guilt, legitimate mm-hmm. guilt. You know, we've seen terrible crimes in the last couple of weeks in this country where there are victims. Yeah. So guilt itself is probably not terribly negative. But where do you go with it? Yeah. You don't want to live in it and sit in it and allow it to define you. Yeah. So guilt should lead somewhere, lead to confession or seeking, you know, to to go to someone you might have wronged and apologize. And it's resolved. Mm -hmm. So what she's talking about is unresolved guilt that that brings you down. She said it was actually, we took it out because it was just a longer question, but Mm -hmm. we we find it a little bit, but she had kissed her friend's ex-boyfriend and Mm -hmm. she had written to her friend saying that she was so sorry and Mm -hmm. apologetic, Mm -hmm. but she she still still holds the guilt. And I think... friend forgive her? um, I don't think she said that. She didn't touch on that, but I think sometimes maybe that is the cloak of guilt when some action that you've done... Mm changes a friendship or it yeah. makes you yeah. uh, and then and there are consequences maybe the girl forgave her but maybe they're not best friends ever again yeah. and the trust might be yeah and if you lose some if you lose the trust of someone it's very hard to get it back again but she still has to move on from it it happened yeah. it happens she's not the only one who's done that yeah you know it happens a lot yeah and she only kissed him and so, I yeah. think I think where sometimes people struggle is that it kind of can hold a mirror up to yourself so sometimes I think most people have been in a situation where they've done something, you know, apologised to the person, you might have even forgiven them, but you're kind of haunted by the realisation that you're like, whoa, I didn't think I was capable of. You can mm. feel a bit isolated mm. in yourself yeah. being like, because, mm. you know, I always say being, living in the body is lonely, yeah. no matter how mm. close we are to our partners or our friends, like mm. we still have to live with our own thoughts and in mm. our own body. Mm. And sometimes when you do something that you would maybe consider out of your character mm-hmm. that you maybe would have been against for years, it can be kind mm. of shocking, lonely because yeah, you're living yeah. with yourself and you should be own, your own best friend kind of and good to yourself. Mm. But when you do something on you that then creates this drama in your life or this bad feeling because you mm. it wasn't what you consider to be your character. But I have said before in the podcast, like you are under no obligation to be the same person today that you were yesterday mm. so if something you did yesterday you don't agree with and you feel it didn't make you feel good or you just are guilty over it and you don't want to do that again then just really actively try and not do shake it again get off <laughs> I think <laughs> shake it up but I think yeah, I think also realizing that sometimes you know by you feeling guilt it kind of shows that like you are still a good person because yeah, I think yeah, like mm-hmm, it's yeah. only if like you know if you're seeing someone who's preaching I'd never do this I'd never do that and they're being a hypocrite and going out and doing it but not ever admitting that's when you're mm. like okay you're not you know you have those people you also have people you maybe you become very hardened mm. as a criminal or something and you don't think about victims you don't yeah, think your about empathy. Your, you're just like frozen out yeah so the fact that she's even second guessing it and feeling like a caring person it Mm. isn't it I think like it's kind of like grief in a way that like Mm. she has to kind of go probably through a process of like accepting that she did it accepting Mm. the fallout with her friend if there was one and kind of also putting in place like okay where did I go wrong where was the you know maybe I should have when we were talking in the pub walked away from well maybe it was a few drinks and you know just be careful because your guard can get down yeah exactly so I think it's like she has to process it but I think Mm. you know it depends on how long it's been going on I think if it's been going on longer than you feel appropriate then maybe I don't know talk to some other friend about it and try and work through it you know you don't also carry it around for longer than it's worth sometimes you you need to talk to someone else and get a bit of perspective express it Mm -hmm. yeah 
but 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 don't carry it. Yeah, because that's not good for you. And I mean, at least it was her ex. Yeah, exactly. It was her ex, and it was a kiss. It ain't <laughs> yeah. that bad. Yeah. But also, I mean, like we have spoken about this as well on the podcast before. Like, I mean, especially with our society, we're dating and people are moving in with this guy for a year and moving out, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. you know all this kind of. There's going to be crossovers. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a small town, actually. Like, it is a small and when town. We're not still. settling down with one person. Yeah. We're going to be swapping and all yeah. that kind of. Yeah, I there's going to be a crossover at some point, yeah. and so and they will cause hurt. Yeah, and it's so. just an it's an unavoidable part of life. I think sometimes it's just stuff like that's going to happen. And Sex in the city, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and you're just going to have to, you know, I think you choose your friend. You can choose your friendship and be like, okay, do you know what? It's fine. It's not like you're going to your friend and being like, and now we're getting married. You know, yeah, but maybe she is feeling guilty that oh, she yeah. kissed this guy and, and she has the guilt towards her friend, but she also Likes does feel do. a connection with yeah. this guy. So that's also maybe the guilt carrying on because she wants to pursue it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I do feel yeah. like guilt, like every other emotion, like we always, you know, nowadays people don't feel sad. They feel, they diagnose themselves with depression or they're yeah. feeling anxious. They diagnose themselves with like anxiety, anxiety issues yeah. and stuff. So you can, like, guilt is a normal emotion that everyone is going to deal mm-hmm. with at some point. And you can have too much inward looking, which probably is mindfulness, is so much inward looking. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we need to be more outward looking mm. and think of other things and other people. Because I do feel like, because of all this conversation about mental health and stuff, I know mm. I've said this before, like, sometimes I do feel like I did go down the hole of indulging and in those emotions and they were negative and I wasn't enjoying it but like when I was dealing with anxiety it definitely is something that however you figure out to train yourself and discipline yourself mm. to not go down the yeah. route of indulging in one niggling mm. emotion mm. You, can, you can kind of feed it mm. and yeah. if you can't do that yourself you're gonna you know need to look elsewhere for a certain help and whatever mm. will help you whatever you're kind of drawn to yeah, yeah. yeah. that could maybe conclude it so yeah, that's, that's, that's all our questions. That's all our questions. Yes. We got loads of questions, but we just Did wanted you? to kind of whittle it down. Some people were asking for you to be a permanent feature. Yes. Well, I can be a regular feature. A regular me. feature. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> if I'm any help to anyone. But yeah. uh, a great episode. Great Thanks episode. So much. Great it to was... have a different perspective. And, yes. You know, we can't answer certain questions like the well, long-term relationships yeah. and marriages and mortgages. Yeah, Getting a different perspective is always great, I yeah. think. And... Nothing like a mother's advice, I have to say. Sometimes really you want someone yeah. else's mother's advice. That's exactly it. And I think that's see. why they were coming with these questions. Yeah. I know what my questions. mom will say, but let's just... Yeah. yeah. I want the wisdom of a mother, but not my own mom. Because sometimes it's hard it's to catch intense. your mom. Like, I don't really catch you like yeah. this until I get you in a podcast. Yeah. You know, yeah. me and my mom will see each other every day, but it's very much like that, that, yeah. that yeah. conversation. Yes. Sometimes... Yeah. When you're living with your mum, it's hard to actually sit down and be like, this is yeah. what I'm struggling with. You don't so. always get the time. Okay, yeah. well, thank you so much for coming on again. Bye, gal. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.